Hi, I'm Brandon. I love Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Alonzo, and uh, Hallmark Christmas movies have a lot to live up to this year. Uh, Brian and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Patrick Serrano, and I am a Lifetime Movie Expert. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies, and this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Live from, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. This is living. This is Greenville. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. It's great to be here. We have been live from downtown Greenville uh, doing our marathon kickoff for what hour is this? Is this hour 26? hour at 1030. It would be the uh, 27th. We'd be done with 27 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Feeling fresh, feeling froggy. Um, it's, oh, yeah. it's been a, it's, go. we could go all we could easily do this another day no problem <laughs> it's been a great time it's been well, a great yeah. time the first one we've had an audience and they have been amazing amazing, amazing. let's give it up for the audience yeah. Yeah. give it up for that it's been incredible it's been incredible uh so many movies to get to this holiday season this is only the second one but mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm not gonna give anything away i don't yeah, want to do that now hold your Play it straight down the middle, middle. Two and a half out of five. Just straight down the middle. Uh, but holy cow, am I right? Let's go down the line and just say best marathon memory this year. Dan, go. Oh, boy. Best oh, uh, prank TV oh, uh, on yeah. brand. There's no You're question right. about it. That was phenomenal. I don't remember that. Yep. You know, I blocked it out. I block out bad wow. memories from bad people. I will say this. Re- real talk, best memory. This community raising over $11,000 for the kids in the spotlights. Uh, a great organization above and beyond by yeah. by uh, the community watching this live. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Can't believe it. Very exciting. Patrick? Well, you know, it was my first sleepover with boys, so so <laughs> exciting. Um, and to be real, like, uh, my little seat buddy here, Brian, we've really just been vibing all just this whole chilling. time, this whole weekend. So it's been yeah. so nice to, like, get to know him and just, like, keep checking on each other because we are, like, very close. We're very yeah. – you all are kind of separated. Yeah, we're, that's true. We're, we're snuggling, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. That, Fair. You took mine, so I'll pick something different. Uh, that, that was going to be my, oh, yeah, yeah. I think when we hit 11 uh, over 11, Thousand brand doing the eleven kicks in the air, and oh, that came wow. late. But that is a high point. Maybe it's recency bias, but yeah. that came, that was a phenomenal event. Thank you. Going. I worked really hard. I, I I did. You know, in my wildest dreams, I thought maybe it would happen. So I did. I've been training a lot for you that. Should. You have. I, um, you um, I wasn't. Totally. I wasn't out of breath at all, and no. it was easy. After. If for just for someone like me. Like it was Physical easy. Condition, yeah. It was easy, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. thank you. That means a lot. Absolutely. Alonzo, sure. Uh, probably the uh, inside the actor's studio questions that we got from Elizabeth Cullen at about three thirty in, in the morning. So your yeah. favorite marathon memory was the one part that I wasn't a part That's right. of. Yeah. We talked about. I get it. I get. Listen, more than fair because you weren't there. It yeah. just happened that you also that you weren't there. Consider it a both hand. I know. I get. Listen, no, believe you me. Um, my favorite part was just being with everybody. Like this was really fun. I, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect, and I now that we've done come it, come back next year. Do this again. Oh, <laughs> wonderful, Fantastic. wonderful. Uh, let's talk about where are you, Christmas? The second new movie of the year. It originally aired on October twenty first, twenty twenty three, and it went a little something like this. Addie is a hot shot marketing exec. 
And despite the product that she's working on being all about Christmas, she's over the holiday. But when she gets a call from her brother that he's going to propose to his girlfriend on Christmas Eve, uh, she cancels her yearly trip to the Maldives and heads home for Christmas. She tries to avoid Red Lake Falls for uh, as, as often as possible. In fact, she hasn't been home for Christmas in the past six years years because a person can only quote unquote handle so much Christmas and Red Lake Falls is way too much for her. She gets home and immediately tries to sit down and do work emails, but her mom is not having it. She gives her a list of things to go do around town and uh, sends her on her way. She's greeted by literally everyone in town who is so excited to see her, reminds her that they haven't seen her in a while and uh, then and makes her kind of feel bad and then she runs into car problems. So she rolls into the mechanics shed shop garage and i call it a shed everybody has a different name for it and um yeah is 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 greeted by a hunk named hunter he's like uh man this car sounds fine to me but bring it back tomorrow and i'll really take a gander at it she makes it home finally to see her dad and uh, he's just like weird and is like, we'll catch up later. And then gives like a passive aggressive toast followed by many passive aggressive jabs at uh, Addie and how he is clearly annoyed that she doesn't come back very often. She's not in the mood for this. So she's like, I'm just going to go to sleep. The next day, she's frustrated that her mom wants her to go get another tree. And here's uh, the Santa voice on her phone asking for, uh, you got to make your Christmas wish, make sure you do it. And and uh, she drops her phone, her phone breaks, and she's mad, and she says out loud, Sometimes I wish there was no Christmas! Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Then there's some wild, like, thunder, thunder snow. Um, but that doesn't stop her from getting in her car and going to do what she needs to do. And she ends up, uh, like, skidding into a snowbank. She wakes up, and it's in black and white. And Hunter is there. She faints, and she wakes up, and she's in Hunter's tow truck. And when they roll up to the house, she's like, where are all the Christmas decorations? And he's like, all the what, what, what? But there's no time to dive into that. She heads inside, and her parents have no idea what Christmas is. She's like, man, I must have really been rattled by this crash. I'm just going to go lay down. And so the next day comes, nothing is better. Still black and white, still no Christmas. They talk about how they got so many New Year's movies to watch, start playing those suckers on Labor Day. It's a big funny ha-ha. So she heads out onto the town to see the doctor and find some uh, Christmas, and it's bad. No Christmas. Christmas. Everyone's just sad and grumpy. It's bad out there. Uh, she goes to the garage, the shed, if you will, to give Hunter back the ring that she found in the car that she knows belongs to him. And when she hands that ring back to him, he is flooded with the memory of his grandpa giving that ring to him one Christmas. And suddenly he remembers Christmas. And he turns to color. And I'm just over here freaking out. He's like, whoa, why is everything in black and white? And she's like, I don't know, but I got to fix this. Super weird, but she's also still in black and white, even though she does remember Christmas. And she's like, I don't know why I'm still in black and white. 
but I, I feel like I got to help people remember Christmas like you do. So she has that on the town singing Christmas carols in people's faces. And she's like, why is this not working? No one remembers any of this. So she goes to look for Christmas decorations in the attic. Nothing there. She then wonders out loud to herself as one does. Where are you, Christmas? That's the name of the movie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she then remembers the wish she made, and she realizes that unless she fixes this before Christmas, this wish will stick forever. Because that's what Santa says. So uh, he agrees to go outside with her tomorrow, show off that he's in color, and uh, that hopefully that will lead to some Christmas spirit. Uh, spreading to the other people. So the next day she shows up, he's real bundled up. He's a little bit nervous. He doesn't want to stick out too much. So he wears like a, you know, a gray jacket and, a, you know, a black scarf all around him. Uh, so he doesn't stick out too much. And they go to this teacher who typically does the Christmas pageant. They hand her a sweater. He shows off the co- his color and she immediately believes and gets her color back. So we're, 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 we're doing stuff now. She's now on the mission too and people for, for people to try Try to believe hunter filled with christmas spirit is like i gotta go cut down a tree more than fair my friends so they go and they cut down a tree goes and put it in his house his house then turns to color then she gives uh, her mom an ornament and she remembers it's happening uh and as you remember stuff uh, about christmas christmas begins to show back up the decorations start to show up in the attic all that good stuff it doesn't take long for color to begin to spread throughout the town people are seeing other people and that's causing them to believe and so on and so forth the magic of Christmas, baby. But the black and white folks, they don't like this. Black and white folks are like, this isn't what we want. This is too much change. The mayor puts a ban on public Christmas decorations of any sort. And Addie's dad is real Pete the O off. She finally gets uh, has a heart to heart with him, and he talks about how he's afraid of all the changes going on, and how he uh, doesn't know how he fits into her life anymore. She's so busy, and she says that no matter uh, if we stay black and white forever, you'll always be my dad. I don't know. Uh, they go to the Christmas pageant to watch her brother propose, and they're happy, but Addie and Dad are still in black and white. Will anything work? The answer is yes. Hunter goes up to recognize him for all the charity work that he does every year. It works. He comes back. He's in full color, remembering all the Christmas joys. And that was just Addie. The Santa app pops back up and is like, the last chance for wishes. And she says, I just wish I knew how to get out of being black and white. Just then, Hunter shows up, asks her to take a walk. He tells her, I fixed your car. And that no matter what you look like, You'll always be beautiful to me. They end up kissing. No color. She's disappointed. She thought it would work. She's mad. She even says, I don't know what, what, what to do. I even kiss you, kissed you, and it didn't work. Needless to say, that doesn't go well. He's now sad because he felt like didn't really want the kiss. It was just to maybe get me out of black and white. So she gets in the car. She tries to leave Red Lake Falls, but she cannot. She keeps like teleporting back into the town. She's so mad. She's 
throws her phone out the window. She has another heart-to-heart with dad, and he tells her that she has to stop doing things because she feels like she has to and start doing the things that she wants to do. So she goes to talk to Hunter out in the town square to make things right. Where are you, Christmas? Starts playing in the background. They kiss for real. Her color comes back. That song freaking jams. And he's like, I'd love to come to Chicago. They kiss some more as Where Are You Christmas plays. And that, my friends, was Where Where Are are You Christmas? Christmas. We did it. Oh, boy. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll break this movie down here on Deck Deck the Hallmark. Dan, you know me. I stress about getting the perfect gift for somebody. I I think about it. I know. And I yeah. try to think about the perfect thing for every person in my life. And it's a little bit stressful. It's a little bit intimidating. And that's why I am thrilled that we have partnered with Skylight Frame once again. It's because a game changer. they make it so easy. There's yeah. not a single person that I can think of that wouldn't love a Skylight Frame because it really makes makes it so easy to stay connected, uh, especially with loved ones. Like I have given a skylight frame to my parents in the past and I am able to upload pictures of my kids and myself from the comfort of my house to their frame so that they can stay, see all the fun stuff that we're doing as a family. And they can kind of see these things and see the kids grow up just from the skylight frame itself. It's, it's a magical experience. Yeah. My parents like to see pictures of their grandkids almost as much, if not more than they like seeing me in person more than fair. the, The skylight frame, is a game changer because you're not sitting there trying to text all these pictures and where to keep them. This literally the pictures just appear on the skylight frame. It's like a little treat for my parents when they haven't seen a new picture of their grandkids in the last 24 hours. It's, it's a true. wonderful gift. It's true. Whether it's for your loved one, whether it's for your parents, anyone you want to keep in touch with that you don't get to see every day. Yes. Skylight Frames allows you to remain daily in their lives through pictures. It's fascinating. And here's the fun thing. We've partnered with them for a little while now over the past couple of years, and they have some new colors. Ooh. They got a black frame, a white frame, a silver, and then a limited edition poppy, which is like an orange, red, and a gold. So uh, yeah, you got some options. Upgrade. That's exactly right. And here's the thing. If you're thinking about uh, uh, jumping into the Skylight Frame world with us, uh, limited time offer for our listeners are going to get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash deck to get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame go to skylightframe.com slash deck that is s-k-y-l-i-g-h-t-f-r-a-m-e.com slash deck today welcome back everybody we're talking about where are you christmas uh the second Christmas movie of the year from the Hallmark Channel. Let's break it down. We're going to start with the hot take. We're going to share exactly how we felt about this movie. We will not hold back. Brian, I will start with you. Oh, you will. Okay. You were falling asleep a little bit during this movie. A little. A couple a little of bit. Early on. But I think you saw on. most of it. What'd you yeah, think of it, buddy? I saw the majority of this movie. Uh, so this one, um, it was bold. Big swing here. Doing Huge swing. Huge Ooh. swing is right. They went hard. Uh, I wrote down they went hard. I didn't expect them to go so hard. I don't remember what it was exactly that I thought they went so hard on. Just all of it. But it was like <laughs> they just went hard on like the the I guess it was like the wiping out Christmas. I didn't yeah. expect them to just make Christmas not exist was what it was. And they were just it was a weird world where Christmas didn't exist at all for a little while. And 
they spent unlike the first movie, the two leads spent a ton. Of, they spent all the time together. Basically, so much they time. were together so long. And almost like they spent so much time. I think this is where I nodded off at one point. They were just talking to each other so much for so long. <laughs> just one-on-one -on -one conversation. And I was like, I need a little bit more. A little Last more. night, he's like, they need to spend more time together yeah. tonight. He's like, why are they talking Not so this much? much? There's a happy medium where it works. It's a perfect perfectly. amount of band practice. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? <laughs> the mystery, I was intrigued, though, because the mystery of, like, what's going on here? Obviously, something is happening with Addie and her dad where they're not in color yet, what is it exactly? And they finally got to it, the speech from her dad about her do doing things for because she th thought she needed to. I mean, that's a great message. That's a great, like, kernel of a message there. I wish that that came up earlier. And it was, she had to work on it a, th a little harder throughout instead of just at the end realizing, oh, yeah, I, I should stop doing things as I think I'm supposed to do them. But I thought they did a good job. Very... Uh, I thought maybe Rady was like a ghost at first because he was not mechanicing, mechanicing at all. He didn't all. mechanic at all. And he yeah. was just like in he the looked shop. at the car a little. He bit. did look at it a lot. He looked yes. at it a lot. He seemed to he know his way hood. around it. He knew how to turn it on. He knew a few parts. Names. He's, he's got a lot of cars in the shop, yeah, ready to be to worked do. on. A lot of stuff to do, but like not, not in a rush whatsoever. Really, not even like wiping his hands with like a grease towel like mechanics do. Like, is he even, like, fixed cars? Or what is, is he even that? mechanic? Exactly. Yeah. So, but that, that didn't go anywhere. I thought there might be a twist where it's like he's not even really doing what he says he's doing. But there was nothing like that. Uh, I thought he would be, I thought she would be grinchier. Like, I thought this was a thing where she was a grinch the whole time and everyone around her is like, she's realizing Christmas is great. Not her convincing other people, fixing other people. So I... Maybe it's because I didn't see any previews for this, uh, any trailers for this. Uh, I liked it, though. This is, like, it's a big swing. Very cool. I hope they do more stuff like this. Um, yeah. Better it. than your hockey movie? Oh, man. I, yeah, I got to say better than the hockey I'm going to have to say better than the hockey movie. All right. All right. Alonzo. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is one of the most high-concept Hallmark Christmas movies I think we've ever seen. And maybe it's just the three hours of sleep talking, but it also, to me, felt like one of the f most feels-packed of these movies I've ever seen. Like, all the scenes with the family members and the scene where they get together at the end, even though I despise the title song being used here, because it's for idiots. Na, 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 na. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, really <laughs> enjoyed. Called this. you an idiot. Adding his offense brilliantly. He's right. Not on the idiot thing. On the, the song being terrible. It's trash. Yeah. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So on the song, I think Cindy Lou Who is mad that the song has been stolen for this Hallmark movie now. So you think Cindy Lou Who's Cindy mad? Lou Who is yeah. pissed. Yes. Um, it's just saying, in from Whoville. Grinch, okay? Her she's signature saying, tune. I had one song. thing that yes. was mine. Uh, but, you know, Faith Hill is all about those royalties. She's trying to get that money. So she's like, you could use my song. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Faith Hill singing. It was it someone else. It's no. Not it's not like like no, it wasn't Faith Hill. Maybe it was Faith Hill. No way daughter. it was Faith Hill. Well, no way it was Faith Hill. I would be willing to bet the farm. Wow. Yeah. We whole talked about that. 
I would, I would, I would bet the farm and all the money for uh, uh, for, for stop kids it. in the spotlight. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, yes. Song, I bet all the charity money. <laughs> song aside, um, you know, the movie, like we said, did take a lot of big swings. I think that coming into it from a movie place, whenever I was kind of talking about this movie to my friends, um, as I was texting them, like, what am I, what am I doing tonight? <laughs> I'm watching a movie. Um, and I would like send them the picture and they'd be like, oh, it's like um, Wizard of Oz or, oh, it's like Pleasantville. Yeah. Um, so you have those kind of movies to live up to. Um, I like that the premise kind of took something that could be, it was a, it was a very fine line. The movie was talking a very fine line because Pleasantville is about like race relations and using the black and white and people turning into color as a of comparison to like the race in the fifties and in black and white, it's like your dream life and your real life. And here it's the Christmas and no Christmas. Right. So once they established that pretty well, I think it kind of ticked along and, and worked really nicely. There was a lot of funny bits in there too, about the no Christmas stuff that I thought paid off really well. Like what would a world look without Christmas? Thanksgiving would be the holiday. Everyone likes the 4th of July would be the holiday everyone decorates for just like little details in the script that were really nice. And then the performances I think were, were pretty solid as everyone said with the emotion and everything. So except for that dad being just a jerk, man, yeah, yeah that really pissed me off, but I guess they paid it off in the end. Yeah. I, I agree that they should have paid it off a little bit sooner so we could see a nice relationship with them. Cause it was making me, I'm like, Jerry, what is your problem? Jerry, yeah. Gary, Larry, Jerry, come on, Gary, bud. Larry, wh whoever you are. It's um, like Pleasantville, but it's also a little bit of Pottersville, too. Yes. Where she remembers how things are supposed to be and nobody else does. Yeah, it's pulling from so many things, which is, uh, I think, good. I think yeah. that's a good... Uh, Ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was solid. Um, so I love this movie a lot. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by that. I cried multiple times during this movie. And um, it is, as Alonzo said, very high concept, not just in the black and white, which I actually thought they did pretty well and i you know i don't know what goes into mixing black and white and color characters but i thought by and large it looked solid mm -hmm. and um but not just the black and white stuff concept wise but also like the conversations that she had like with her dad and uh other conversations i just thought like they're dealing with like some serious stuff and i feel like they're handling it well, overall, I did feel like uh, dad had went real hard at the beginning of this movie. Like with that yeah. first dinner, oh. I was like, I felt like one or two or three too many passive aggressive comments. Um, but man, I love this movie. When, when Where Are You Christmas came in from one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Um, yeah, it hit me hard. I went nuts. And I think the thing that I'm most interested in, because this movie played great for me, obviously I'm in a room. This is premiere. This is fun. Obviously I'm in a room. I'm in a room with people yeah. watching okay. this movie. How does it play in in the middle of the day like in between yeah. movies when you don't know that this is the bit like how does it play as a movie to fold the clothes to like i don't know how it does but in this setting watching it with people and being like i'm paying attention to this movie it crushed for me and michael rady's a revelation a revelation a revelation wow, wow. per usual yeah, per um yeah I, I don't know if it's the uh the fact that i've got had two hours of sleep the last 38 or so but this movie did not work for me like I wanted it to work for me. Um, and I hate that because I, I wanted like to love this movie. I love Michael Rady. I think Lindsay Fonseca is great. 
uh, Jim O'Hare or Hire. I don't know how you say his last name. He's in so many of these movies. Can I pause you right there? Please. He donated to your car fire. How do yeah. you say his name? I believe it's Hare. Okay, Jim O'Hare. He would know. He okay, donated yes. to his car I'm fire. i tell that story in the, all the fields. Yeah, please. You please. owe me. Um, they finally <laughs> give this guy stuff to do. Yeah. And, and even though he's way too mean early on, he's really, really good in this movie. And like with a meteor role than he normally gets, he does a really good job. I guess my two things that, that kind of as the movie goes on started to not work for me were when, when people started like remembering and, and turning into color, it, there was a little bit of a diminished return for me. Like when Rady does it, it's amazing. Yeah. And the the world without Christmas is really funny. Like New Year's movies, funny. Like that, there, there are things that absolutely hit but then they set up a central mystery of why this you know our lead knows about christmas and knows the secret to getting everyone else to turn to color but can't turn to color herself and i personally and i would be willing to watch it again but personally i didn't feel like they paid that off well enough i like i feel like her kissing rady and turning into color was not the way it should have gone i i didn't feel like that was the thing because she when she comes to town she doesn't even know rady and she hates christmas so why does her kissing rady finally i i just i don't get that and maybe it's because i'm tired but that didn't work for me it the, the big swing was well there. she's given herself over to that she might of be course, black and white forever i understood what they said yeah i understood what the dad said but for me this was about her fixing her relationship with her family and then right. the falling in love thing was a bonus it wasn't like ooh, rady's the reason i'm here it's i gotta fix my my, my relationship with my mom and dad and and that yeah, i don't disagree weirdly. if it was really just about not doing stuff because you feel like you have to the conversation with her dad the initial one yeah. where you know she's like hey no matter what you'll always be my dad and there's a place for you like that should have been the thing because exactly. that's a that's a conversation that she's having because exactly. she wants to and, and not i think she has that to. was i was waiting for a really big emotional punch with the dad and instead i got something that was probably more realistic with the dad and that's fine but for her to not turn until she kisses the dude who is ancillary from a standpoint of what's important to her character i it didn't work I, that was lost in translation to me however some great moments great performances love rady and the bit please keep swinging for the fences here miles better than the hockey movie uh, a solid entry for christmas but it didn't quite land for me and i i would be willing to watch it again because of the circumstances but hate to bring the room down was kind of happy i wasn't the only one in that boat it didn't quite do everything that i thought it was trying to do so there you go but on a degree of difficulty scale definitely higher up than what we normally get dan's no. going to watch the movie again <laughs> doesn't quite roll out the tongue as well but <laughs> It's still a win for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, it's time for all the feels where we talk about what in this movie gave us those feels. Brian. When, yeah, when Rady came into color, this room erupted. And that was phenomenal. That's how it should have been. I hope yeah, it was absolutely. Like that in yeah. all over America. That scene is amazing. I mean, like, the, that whole oh, scene is yeah. like. The flashback really to the, the, the present to the thumbs up for the whole movie. It's that good. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that, Brent? Yeah, I heard it, man. And then the, the, the Matt, Mayor Matt was sort of, for me, an unsung hero a little bit. When he was in color and he was full-on Mayor Matt, yeah. he was great. That energy, that, like, he was really fun and wanted a lot more of him. Uh, so that's what, that was for me. Alonzo. So, yeah, Jim O'Hare, who, by the way, I looked it up. This is actually his first Hallmark movie. 
what? Then what he, have I seen him in? He did Parks and Rec. He's That's Jerry what it on is. Parks and Rec. That's what it is. He did one Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas movie, but this is I think his first Hallmark. Anyway, long story short, because I've alluded to it in the past. Uh, end of 2011, this arsonist went around L.A. and, like, blew up a lot of cars that were parked under buildings because that's how the old apartment buildings in Los Angeles tend to be uh, and got a whole bunch of them one night, one night uh, or over the course of several weeks, actually. But the first night, Dave's car and my car were among the first to go. We one, one blew up, the other one melted because it was parked behind it. And a couple friends of ours did, like, online... Uh, crowdfunding to help us buy used cars. And one friend of ours who I guess had worked uh, for a while on Parks and Rec, uh, I guess had sort of shared it out in his social media. And Jim O'Hare, who I've never met to this day, donated towards... Jim O'Hare. What a good guy. He's great. He's aces in my book. Uh, Yeah, the ring flashback was great. Uh, You know, I, I love it when Hallmark movies do a thing that you know that Hallmark movies five years ago would never have done. The Occam's razor joke. Yeah, yeah. The Occam's joke. razor joke. Like, that's a thing that the Bill Abbott Hallmark would have been like, too smart for the room. That's Get right. it out. <laughs> Get rid of it. Um, I really was... Hit, the, the, of all of the, like, bringing people back into color scenes, I was most moved by the mom one. And maybe that's just my button to push. But when she says, you were, we felt like you were embarrassed by us. Mm. I've never heard anybody say that in one of these movies, but it's so often the unspoken thing yeah. of like, well, you went off to the fancy big city, and now you come back to our small hick town, and clearly you're too fancy for us. But for her to just say that, I was like, oof. Like that, that was a really powerful moment that landed. The great Julie Warner from Doc Hollywood and Lindsay Fonseca, a really great scene. Um, lots of good uh, crying scenes for me. But we don't have time for that. So I will go with um, Rady bundling up because yeah. he's nervous about being a color. Was visible man. Amazing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was amazing. It was hilarious. Even with the glasses that he takes them off. Oh, it was perfect. I love that scene. It made me laugh hard. Uh, so thank you, Michael Rady. You're a revelation. Uh, Patrick. Yes. Um, you know, my feelings are always weird because I don't have feelings. Um, <laughs> sure. So uh, the brother, Connor, was so hot and a cop. <laughs> so that made me feel a certain way. And then when he got engaged, sure. um, you know, I was feeling jealousy. I was very jealous. Um, <laughs> and I was like, how could he propose to her and not me? Um, so those were the feelings I had. <laughs> Fair. Dano. Yeah, the scene with the, the ring and him remembering, the scene with his dad. That Michael Rady's dad gets one scene in this movie, and my man could have phoned it in, and he came to play. Yeah. Like, just destroys in that scene. And I think, as a parent, like, and, and this will, the reason I'm saying this is not because I want to get sentimental, but because it comes up in my way once. As a parent, I think my biggest fear is my kids, even though I try to tell them literally every day, like, it doesn't matter what you do or where you go. I always love you, and and I'm always I'm always there in your head and in your heart, and you can always come home. I I tell my kids that when they're angry. I tell my kids that when they're happy, and that's important. And getting a scene where a dad says that, and for a, someone to remember that, and that to bring them back to life, something that I hope my adult son will do when I'm gone. 
Like, I, I hope that will happen. And so that was a really, really great scene. Amen. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the way, what, and the what, the hallmark. And a fighting chance with Vic Webster oh, here on God. Deck the Hallmark. Bran, I got to tell you, I'm getting older, and something that doesn't affect you and your giant afro right. does affect me. And What's that, that is hair thinning. Okay. There's sometimes when I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to shave the whole bad boy off. Because I, I just, you know, I get sick of it. I get sick of dealing with it. And it's like, that's where it's going anyway. I may as well just chop the whole thing down. And then I found out about Nutrafol. Yes. Yeah. I know about them. Don't you? I do. Because here's the thing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It is clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, and strength. And here, I, it's not just, I'm not just saying stuff. There's, there's studies, Dan. Actual studies. 72% of men uh, saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol Men's Hair Growth Supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's Woman Hair Growth Supplement for six months. This is, tr this is happening. It's, it's happening to real people right now. It is. It's something that I'm willing to give a shot to because the company's so great and the product is so great, and I think you should too. Uh, take the first step towards visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering listeners $10 Ooh, off your first month subscription nice. and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code DECK. Okay. Find out why 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code DECK. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code DECK. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about where are you, Christmas? It's time for the way what's. It. It's where we uh, share our, our way what's, the things that made us go, wait, what? Brian? Yeah, her dad had, uh, he, she held, uh, he held his charity event. Was it Christmas Day? I think it was Christmas Day. I think Day? so, sure. It just seemed a little, I don't know, like late. Sort of. It's lots of charity events on Christmas, on Christmas Day. Day. That's where the pet adoption happens. It just, yeah. it just seems like another pick another day. And then Ooh. at the event, Connor is playing Santa. He doesn't even have a beard on. He's just rolling around with. He might not have even had a Santa hat on, just a big coat. So pick another but day. Did you see how hot he was? Do yeah, you can cover his face. That's, that's what it was. Like, before, didn't want to cover before he proposed, oh, sorry, I wasn't even we thinking. thought for sure. You're not going to hide that light under Man, a bushel. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, Blair, Blair's dad, you know, Blair um, was her friend. Her dad said, quote, nothing a Christmas dinner can't fix. I'd like to quote Brent, doubt it. <laughs> Please. It would make anything worse. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the pageant was just a proposal and a recognition for Nick. Like, they did nothing else for that, that pageant at all. They didn't mention any other events except just real quick proposal, switch to bring the kids out, hold the presents. Don't hand them to them. Hold the presents. Get out. Everybody out. We're all done. Could have done a little more, I think. Brian's, Brian's going to be better tomorrow. He's going to be better in tomorrow's episode. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to bring it tomorrow. <laughs> Just wait. It's good. Just you, you wait. You sound like a different person. A different me. person. I got to leave some stuff on the table for the rest of right, you Right, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, Alonzo? 
Um, okay, so so she's driving back to town where this is like the, one, of, one of these typically hallmark, like Christmas-obsessed small towns, and the mother says, oh, yeah, the Christmas store is pretty new. And it's like, it is? Yeah, and Christmas <laughs> is in the motto of this town. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they had a meeting this year, and I was like, you know what we're missing? This is crazy. Hey, you know we never opened? A Christmas store. <laughs> well, Christmas is in our motto. No uh, store. Yeah, Dr. Candy Cane's in the pocket seemed just a little sinister to me. A little, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 a little not above the Like, please do not be distributing candy. You make me nervous. Um, the Yeah, the, the dad's, like, passive aggressiveness is next level for Hallmark. Like, this is like an off-Broadway play where it's just like every line out of his mouth is like, well, if you ever came home, you'd know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was like that. That kind of I was taken aback a bit, uh, and then <laughs> the fiance. So we we are told in the flashback when they meet on the way to the pageant that she has just moved to town with her parents. Where are the parents for this big Where moment of parents? the proposal? <laughs> He, the dad, Mister Passive Aggressive, is like call me dad. I'm like, where are her parents? <laughs> that was it. Um, I have a couple. Just two, really. One. That is a couple. Thank you. Um, so Hot Cop goes in to mm. the jewelry store. He's still in black and white. And the jewelry store oh, owner, right. whatever. Oh, yeah. Clerk. Yeah. It's like, um, I've been waiting for you to come in. And then he says, like, I've been waiting to give this to you, son. Like, this guy was like his age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It would be like me saying to Brian, like, hey, you'll be better tomorrow, son. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. Hey, thanks, the, like, you can't do You can't just be throwing son around all willy-nilly just because you're the jewelry guy. <laughs> I call everyone son and daughter. It's my thing. We um, had to replace the 75-year-old actor at the last minute, but we didn't change any of the dialogue. I'm 20. Uh, I mean, I could do it if you want me to. You want me to still say son? We got one more there. Call him son. Call him he's son. Work. You sure? <laughs> he's older than me. Uh, last but not least, and this is just a little thing, um, but in a movie where everything is black and white, especially the, when it's first black and white, the countdown to Christmas thing in the bottom, Button. being Stuff in color, Stuff. was annoying to me. It, it took away from it because it's like we have this whole black and white and then it's like count down to Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be a real good time. And so it, I just wish that for, especially for the premiere when it's the thing that we're watching, I pay a little bit more back to the premiere. Like just take the, th we know yeah. what we're watching. I have a theory. Okay. I, I think that, that, that Hallmark kind of insisted on that. Really? Because I bet you people they worried that having a full-on yeah. black and white oh, movie yeah. before people started turning to color Maybe. was going to have all the grandmas out there be like, what's happening to my to set? My, my television set. Oh, no. But it is like, I'm like all in. I'm like, we're black and white, let's go, baby. And yeah. then no, I, and I then it's like I see the thing, and I'm like, okay, there were, there's the thing. So I don't know. That's just a little thing. But it's not as annoying as the ding from a couple years ago that oh, they had for the first yeah. weekend. So it's just a little thing. Thing, but just something I noticed. Dano? Uh, nope. Yeah. Patrick? Nope. Good talk. Oh, Go oh. for it, Patrick. Well, great. Anybody who knows me knows that I am basically Garfield, right? I hate Mondays. Love, I'm lazy. love lasagna. I love lasagna. Lasagna 
was a hot topic in this movie. <laughs> but I don't know if you caught it, but it's thrown around willy nilly. Literally tore a daughter and father apart. Lasagna, <laughs> did, lasagna had the power to do that. And I've never met a lasagna that I was so offended by yeah, yeah. even like a vegan lasagna or like a raw lasagna with like zoodles i'm into you know <laughs> yeah. so i need I, we didn't get any pictures of this lasagna and i i need to see the lasagna see what's wrong with it somebody uh for this weekend posted a picture of a lasagna yeah. at some point oh yeah and all, all weekend i was like where is the lasagna and there then this was lasagna. insult to injury <laughs> yes where is lasagna it was my question but- i love that they made up but he still thinks lasagna is trash like he's like the contention was that she wanted to serve one at christmas but no right. apparently just that it sucked just, it and she wants to serve it anyway it's just that bad. Wow. It's just yeah. that bad. Wow. So um, that was, I mean, really, how bad could it be? How bad could it be? Dano? Um, what is going on with this car is extraterrestrial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, her car, the lights behind the numbers for the RPMs and the and the speed, you can't see them. But the other lights are on, and the gauges are just going all haywire and here's the thing is is i guess i guess that could happen maybe i don't i think the car's alive but maybe it could happen but it's not drivable at that point it's not drivable and she drives it every day yeah she doesn't drive it into town and go i can't drive this anymore when he says he can't fix it she takes it out for another spin She's continuing to drive this alien car over and over again, (laughs) even to the point where her mom's like, what are you doing sitting around on Christmas break? Get out there and drive your alien car on the black ice, (laughs) Um, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know if the car really had problems or if it was a Santa, like Santa was goofing. That happened with like an alternator's gone bad. Yeah. But but you can't drive it anymore. The car just shuts down. But you think it was just Santa messing around? It could have been Santa just giving it, giving it the once over. Why is she still driving it? If she knows that's the case, why is she still driving it? Alien car. Um, Late in this movie, when everyone has turned back to color and she is still black and white, this dad sits down with her daughter He's talking to someone from the Dick Van Dyke show, looks at her and says, well, this has certainly been one of the more unique Christmases we've had recently. One of? (laughs) Recently? What is going on in your family if this is just in a top five list of your recent weird Christmases? This is one. Everything else is last. If you have anything that is near this, where is where are you sequel yeah. is what I need. Are you kidding me right yeah. now? This has been one of, I don't know if you remember 2020, but oh boy. That uh, one was a dilly. Like, I don't know. The Letterman turned, top five, yeah. it's going to crush. You remember when we all turned to ghosts in 2018? <laughs> it was crazy. Remember when everyone in town was a musical? It was, it was stupid. Remember when, we realized, we, there, remember when we realized we didn't have a Christmas shop? <laughs> it was one of re- so not even in her life recently. Yeah. Like this is one of the more unique in the last five to ten yeah. years. Bro, like stop going home. I'm with you. Stay yeah. in Chicago. Um, and look, I said my feels like how important it is my kids know that I love them all the time. The, Here comes the truth. In my opinion, the, the <laughs> finally. My, in my opinion, the the actions of this dad are like not only over the top, but just completely inexcusable. Like if your daughter's like not prioritizing you 
you just still love her. That, that's what you do. If she comes up for three days, you just say you're happy she's home for three days. Period. That's it. She comes home for 12 hours. You just say she's happy, you're happy she's home for 12 hours, and you tell her how much you love her. That's your job as a parent. Like, that's just what it is. And they never really have him apologize for that. Like, they have him say he feels like he was being left or he feels as though she was embarrassed. And that's great to share your feelings, but you still need to apologize for your actions. And he never does that. He doesn't do it all movie. And that was a tough hurdle for me to really get past. Um, at one point, the, is it the mayor? Who's the guy that's mayor, just mayor. the mayor? The mayor says all public declarations of any kind are prohibited. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> can I not go outside and just be like, it's cold? Can I, I, I not? Decorations. decorations. Oh, de I thought he said decorations. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, I'm much more on board now. Much more on board. It's late, guys. It's late. This has certainly been one of the more unique Christmas It's like Christmas your house movies. on December 26th. That's right, exactly. No decorations. Period. Um knows what he's doing. And uh, how in the world are you in town? They're all just looking at each other. He's like, you can't. Uh, you can ask me a question if you like. <laughs> well, you don't. don't you, you can't. Don't no declaration. No declaration. We can go inside. Don't we can you, go into my private abode. We can talk ask about. questions, but you that's can't right, answer that's them. That's right. That's right. If you would like to go out of public into private, then declare all you would like. <laughs> um, so I... I as the entire town goes black and white and no one knows about Christmas but her, how does she not try to leave town? Not once does she go, let me see if this extends outside of town. Let me see if this is true in Chicago. Or like my friends, I can't reach them. Let me drive to them and see. She never once tries to do it until the end of the movie, until everyone now is in color but her. And then she finds out she's trapped, which is convenient for the plot of the movie, but not convenient for the character. That's all I got. It's time for what the homework is where we wonder what could have been. Maybe Epic has been clear. Who's still alive? What are we still wondering about, Alonzo? Let me, I would say, because I want to build off of your Go ahead. Class, yes, please do. Which yeah. was, yeah, like, is this happening everywhere or not? And if the, the fact that she's being trapped in this town, in this infinite loop that she can't escape, means that it's, you know, in the town only, like, is she the only interloper? Like, yeah. nobody else is showing up for the day and stumbling into this nightmare? Yeah. Or, like, nobody else is trying to leave? Like, it, it, I, I wanted a few more rules on what was happening and why. Uh, Brian? Yeah. Mine is about her dad and how he was so passive-aggressive and mean early on. So it didn't... It made sense when he was in black and white that he was sort of... He had that edge and he was really kind of mean to her about her not being around. But it didn't make sense early on when he was in full color and when she first showed up, like you were saying, Dan, like you're just glad she's there. Yeah. So he at least yeah. three comments about, oh, man. I mean, it was uh, tough, yeah. man. Like, I wanted to just, punch him in the face. It was really I, it was weird. It felt like so out of character for him setting him up in that light because they're just going to do it when he turns black and white. Like, just yeah. do it then. Yeah. And then we won't care that he's mean. Cause yeah, because we'll black and white, you're yeah. supposed to be grumpy. But it's sort yeah. of like jaded me on him a little bit. Like, he, he shouldn't have been so mean Correct. earlier. Or... Yeah. Then the the as you said the resolution with the dad is what turns her back Correct. into color. That was what I was waiting on. Him, she still got to forgive him. That's huge. Yeah. But for him to be like, I'm sorry. Like you're an adult, and yeah. like I didn't like loving you as an adult is different than loving you as a kid. And I didn't do that well. And then her walls come down, and then she turns into color. That's what we that that was how yeah. I thought it should end. Yeah. Um. And and that was disappointing. 
I don't want to keep talking about lasagna. I do want to keep talking about lasagna. Yeah, let's, let's um, every day. I, how did they resolve that situation? If it was just about lasagna, like who who made the first move here? Who like did he just go up and be like? I'm willing to give the lasagna another chance. And then they're in color. Like, well, how did I, of the people we didn't get to see turn to color. I think that guy's the one that I wish we saw. Cause I'm dying to know. What was it? What was it? Who made the first move? That's all Patrick. Yeah. You know, being a Chicago friend, I really was wondering when the Chicago friend was going to come back. She had some great advice in the beginning to um, our protagonist. And she was like, be in the moment, you know, I was like, oh yeah, friend, did you tell him? And we did so much like uh, setting up for the friend. Like we got her job. We got like her promotions coming. We got like all this information about her. And then she never came back. Like not even like as like a phone call or anything. So I would want to see the friend come back. I want to see if that friend was, you know, affected by this uh, Christmas curse. Well, she, she keeps trying to call the friend and can't get yeah. through. And yeah, that's, yeah. That's part of the mine bubble is, of all this. And we're going to get to mine quick so we can get to Vic, which is what's yeah. important. I, I, right. yeah. uh, I just want to know what, like, outside of this town in Chicago, everyone's in color, Christmas normal. Is that what we're to understand based upon her being trapped there and not being able to leave? I think so, yes. Yeah. Okay. And so that's why we didn't hear from her, right. I, I would assume. Right. But I would have liked to see some sort of communication there or just the time loop thing come into play or the, the loop come into play earlier, I guess. And does she, like, once her phone pops back on, she gets all those messages. I'm assuming it's from Chicago Friends. Like, does she come clean to Chicago Friends? Like, hey, she's gonna bring, do I have a story for you? It's one of the five more interesting Christmases of the last few years. It is not so. We did, everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> Now, as we were watching this movie, you might have been wondering, squinting here and there, yeah. is that a fight? Is that a fight? We're not experts, so we're going to hand it over to Vic Webster. He's going to let us know if there's any uh, fighting, fighting chance for any fights. That's Take right. it away, Vic. It was close. It was close. Maybe next time we're going to be back tomorrow with another one. Until then, maybe the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast is produced by Aaron Shea. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on the Deck the Hallmark family, you can go to bramblejamplus.com. Deck the Hallmark is presented by Philo TV. For a free trial of Philo, go to philo.tv slash DTH. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi, but here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep. Here they are. Happy day.